On today's podcast, we have a discussion with Charlie, who wants to lose some weight as he's turning 50 next week. We talk about things for him to consider in order to lose weight, including but not limited to a discussion around exercise, nutrition, things to consider eating and not eating, the perils of seeking instant gratification. So often I see people when they endeavor upon uh, a way that they want to lose weight that they think that after one or two meals that they're already going to start to lose weight and they want that instant gratification. And we all want that in today's world with technology advances and everything. But we have to stay the course and realize actually when we start to try and lose weight, I'll tell you as a coach, I see some people gain weight before they lose it because they are changing what they're eating and the body is resisting it. We really got to get over the hump and be patient. And for some people, they can start to see results within as early as a week. And sometimes it takes people longer. We also talk about um, consistent, being consistent and many other topics. And when we recorded this, we talked about instant gratification near the end of the podcast, but I decided to move it up to the first thing we talk about after this introduction because I thought that was pretty interesting and I wanted people to hear it. And then we'll kick off from where we started when we recorded this. You know, uh, I did also want to say, and just to jump in really quick, the, you know, there's something to be said. Like, I know that, that it's looking that you want to lose weight. But for me, as far as this goes, I always think about it as a life, like a lifestyle change. Not, and I know I it's very cliche, like that's it. the, yeah, it's not like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to lose weight. I'm doing this, you know, or whatever it is. It's I'm doing this because I want to be healthy. And then it's almost like the losing the weight is the icing on the cake, you know, and you I at least for me in those moments when I because I sometimes right now I'm not really doing a lot of training. I'm, you know, a little bit. My eating's not great. But when I I'm getting there now because I'm starting to feel that need to get back really into it. And when I just start focusing on like what I need to do as opposed to like what the end result is, it makes it a lot easier. And just like keeping it in the day of like, what can I do today instead of trying to think of it like I have to lose 25 pounds in, you know, three months or whatever the case may be. Um, it makes sense to me to put the emphasis on something a little less concrete, like your overall health, as opposed to letting letting the scale determine your success. That makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and and I think that um, that uh, like, I think that's a good approach. You know, some I think that obsessing about weight is not a healthy thing. I actually judge my success much more on my waist size. I rarely weigh myself, right? Because I don't like the results of that. Because I don't think that health is solely based on weight. But I can tell you in two seconds when I put my pants on whether or not I gain some weight or not based on my loops, my belt loops, right? And it is the worst when we lose a couple of belt loops and it's the best when we gain a couple of belt loops. And so, and I, I was just coaching this guy recently and, and I've seen this, I've seen this probably with 50 different people really focused on weight. They weigh themselves every day. And then many health experts will tell you weighing yourself every day is a good way to keep yourself accountable. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm not knocking that. And it works for some 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 people. But, you know, when you weigh yourself and what time of the day, if I weigh myself in the oh. evening before dinner, I'm going to weigh three or four pounds more than when when I get up out of bed. So I if I do weigh myself, it's first thing out of bed after going to the bathroom naked. You know what I mean? So I'm in the same position every single time. Right. Yeah. And so I think obsessing about the weight is tough. And I've coached many people. They'll tell me, like, they'll start following my program. They'll start eating more and processed food and they'll start to move more. And they'll, they'll go from zero exercise to some exercise. They'll, they'll move more. They'll do they'll do everything right. They'll sleep more. And they'll be like, I gained weight. I gained two pounds or, or, or I just can't get below this weight level. Right. Your body weight's going to go where it's going to go based on how you treat it. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that people in today's world want this instant gratification right now. I see this all the time. Jim, I ate two meals of unprocessed food that I deemed to be healthy, and I didn't have the lemonade with the sugar in it, you know, and uh, I still haven't lost any weight. It's your fault. That's usually, that's usually what I hear, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, but it takes time, and you may gain weight before you lose weight. But a lot of this is, do you feel better? Are you more proud? Do you have more energy? You know what I mean? Are you more proud to look in the mirror? Do you know that what you're doing, you're a very smart guy, Charlie. You, it, this is going to take time. It's, it's not just going to be like happen in two minutes, right? You know, 
Yep. So you got to resist that urge for like this instant gratification that we all want, you know? Yeah. So you said you want to do some stuff with your health. Let's talk. What do you want to do? Tell me where you're at. I'm guessing right now that I'm about 25 pounds over where I should healthily be. And I've you want to lose weight? Yeah, I've gravitated away from a lot of physical activity. I'm, because I'm of COVID pretty sedentary or these days. What, what's the reason for that? I haven't quite put my finger on it, but maybe it's because I get tired so easily, and so I just avoid that entirely. Mm-hmm. How's your How's your overall health? All your other health issues? You, how you You seem good, but are you good? Yeah, I am. You're in a good place. Yeah, I am. So happy to hear that, Charlie. Uh huh. So happy. Um, so then, um, there's there's many ways to get healthy. Have you ever tried to lose weight before, and have you ever been successful at that, or? Never in my life have I ever felt like I needed to lose weight. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've, this will be my first attempt to actually shed pounds. How long, do you, how long would you say that you are more than you want to weigh? You think you said 25 pounds. How long has that been? A couple years now. A couple years. And, and yeah. do you, you feel – how do you feel? You, you mentioned you feel tired. How else does it manifest? Well, I know that when I look in the mirror, then, uh, then my, uh, my gut is sticking out farther than I would like it to. Totally. Totally. You know, I, I, I had to buy a lot of new clothes recently. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, that's a dead giveaway right there. How about your blood work? How's it look under the hood? Um, mostly good. My cholesterol is, uh, is being taken care of with a statin. That's how it's being treated right now. Okay. And uh, what, do you remember what your cholesterol was in order to... Have them uh, I don't that? have that hand, that information handy, unfortunately. Okay. And what did the doctor recommend when he gave you when he gave you the statins? Did he say you can get off the statins if you do things with lifestyle? <clears throat> uh, that's a possibility, but uh, but change of diet and uh, more physical exertion has to go with it. You know, I'm not going to get off the statin just by taking the statin. Got it. So when I left. Goldman Sachs, which was in 2008, so 12 years ago now, I weighed 45 pounds more than I do right now. 45. Yeah. And, you know, that was just kind of a slow trickle up over the years. Uh, And I always exercise. I've always been a five to seven day a week exerciser. So I found that it wasn't just about exercise that was causing my weight gain. You know, and I had all, I was getting sick a lot, you know, calling in sick a lot. And I, the jobs I had for the 11 years leading up to 2008 were investment banking jobs. And I was working 75 to 100 hours every week. And it was just very, very stressful. Tony, that brings you back to your days of uh, your residency probably, right? Absolutely. And you yeah. remember, I remember you used to pull on all-nighters. They don't do that anymore, I don't think. But uh you know, like it's just so unhealthy to work that much and it's so unbalanced. And I think if we want to be healthy, we have to have the desire and the will. It's true of anything in life. But, uh, you know, I think we have to approach our health the same way. And, you know, so <clears throat> mind if I ask you some questions and maybe we can just talk about some of the what I call other pillars of health and maybe things you can think about focusing on. Would that be helpful? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? You talking to me? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, let's do so. All right. So let's talk about um, – I have found that all these are equal, um, but many people will say that every one of these pillars is the most important. Let's start with sleep. How are you from a sleep standpoint these days? Well, it's funny you should ask that. I went to see a sleep specialist this morning, and we're going to do a sleep study because 10 years ago, a CPAP was recommended for me, but I didn't follow up on it. And so um, family observations have noted um, pretty significant apnea, and I'm up several times during the night to empty my bladder. How do they define apnea? You're snoring? Uh, 10 to 15 seconds of not breathing. Right. And snoring, is a, uh, is, snoring goes along with that. And that was 10 years ago when you weighed how much less? Oh, I'm going to say maybe I was 15 to 20 pounds less. Okay. So I think that's a great thing that you went to get a or you're going to get a sleep study and you did you proactively reach out to a sleep doctor because you want to sleep more or how did that happen? Um, I was on a camping trip with my brother Al. You remember young Alan? Yes, I do. 
Yeah. How's he yeah, doing? Yeah, he's... Uh, uh, he's doing very well. He is uh, he is an excellent backwoods camper, and so we had a great time together. But in any case, um, uh, staying in a tent with him, he made the observations that at times he was checking to make sure I was still breathing in my sleep. Interesting. And so that that spurred you to make an appointment right away. Yeah, that uh, that that observation from him, you know, kind of drove the point home that maybe I should get this checked out again. Now, you have a partner. You're not married, right? Correct. What's her name again? Uh, Genevieve? Genevieve. Yep. Tell her I said hi. Uh, I will. Is she, um, does she make observations too? To you she about is, uh, she's made the observation before, but I've not followed up on it. And so she's kind of dropped it. But she's glad I went. Sounds about right in a, in a yeah. relationship. <laughs> Um, so, but let's talk about when you typically go to bed. So I'm glad you're doing that. And, and, and I've coached many people that get huge benefit from the CPAP machine. I've coached some people that it's caused by weight and I've coached other people that it's weight has nothing to do with it. And, and there are uh-huh. other issues. And so I think it's great to get an opinion and I've done the sleep study before and I don't have sleep apnea, but I got, got a couple other sleep issues. And so I think it's good to do it. But let's talk about the mindset around, like, and how much, what's your duration of sleep? So when, when are you going to bed usually, and when are you getting up usually? Well, during my depression, uh, and that, that's, that's still an issue. I mean, it's not, that's, that sort of thing doesn't go away. Right. Um, I'm 12 hours plus in bed uh, mm-hmm. during those times, and I guess maybe nine otherwise. Okay. And are you still, um, are you still seeing somebody for your uh, depression? Yes. Great. What does he or she say about, uh, does he, does he or she know you're sleeping that much? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I'm upfront about that, but I've also gone off of, um, some medication recently with the doctors. Okay. And so I'm Great. hoping that not, that not such a cocktail of drugs every day is going to help with my overall health. Because I had like a like a smorgasbord of pills that I was taking there for a while every day. Well, yeah, and 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 you and I know I don't know how many years ago it was. You went through a pretty rough patch. Yeah. And we were probably kind of a, too much of a pain in the ass for you. And I apologize if we were too much of a pain in the ass for you at that time. We wanted to help you. Do you remember that even? Or I do very much. Yeah. As it turned out, that was the right call. I may not have liked it at the time, but uh, but oh, I wasn't you... taking much care of myself. You were mad at us for sure. Um, but, um, so glad to see that you're healthier. Yeah. And you're asleep during that time. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes. Have you you had any, were you had any success this year with triathlons? I've done no triathlons, uh, just because of COVID. (laughs) I was doing some running races, um, earlier in the year and then, you know, COVID happened. So I'm running a Turkey trot tomorrow, 10 K here. You know, but just just going out and trying to do something every day and stay healthy and be consistent. What about you? Uh, I am doing also a turkey trot tomorrow, but only a 5K. I'm doing awesome. A 10K in December, but yeah, no try. Uh, we we thought maybe one triathlon could have taken place because it's a was a small one. We thought they could have waived it and separated us, but no, even that small one they ended up canceling. And Sarah, Sarah on the phone here is also a triathlete. Did you do any this year, Sarah? Mm-mm. Oh, no, I'm lying. I did one earlier in the year, and that was it. Yeah, because you were in Florida. That's right. Mm-hmm. And are, ah. you, are you still doing ultra marathons, too? You do ultras, right? I have done them. I have not. Um, <clears throat> I've not done an ultra since Charlie and I hooked up together. But I am doing marathons, thank goodness. I'm hoping to do Fargo in May and uh, Kentucky in June. And then we want to see Mammoth, uh, Mammoth Cave. So I would Mammoth, do a Mammoth, in- Mammoth, California? No, Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. Oh, okay. It's the Hatfield and McCoy uh, Marathon. It's only about, I think, 45 minutes from Mammoth Cave. So I'd do the marathon, and then we'd go to the National Park and, and camp there and see the cave. Amazing. And, yeah. I, I think keep, it's going to be a good time. Are you keeping yourself in shape? Are you exercising pretty regularly? Uh, I was on a streak. Um, I was on a streak of over a hundred days uh, in through September, and then um, and then the orchard heavy season hit, and weather hit. But we've got a treadmill, so I've I've been averaging about two miles a day now. Awesome. And doing I, I, some biking. Are you wearing a wearable device these days? 
No, I, I, I used to break out with those. Um, underneath the device, I would break out. So I have never really worn one. Gotcha. You don't need to. Just curious. Um, yeah. I have an app, and I finally got Apple and um, the iPhone and the Apple Watch integrated. So if you're wearing any of that stuff, I'd say maybe you want to check it out. No worries. Yeah, well, it's something I've thought about because uh, now that I'm doing the treadmill, I realize how off-pace my outside running is. So I have thought about it. So we'll see. So the treadmill is often extremely inaccurate. And, and, oh, and so, so example, Charlie, for example, Justin, who we all went to high school with and are close friends with, Justin has a treadmill in his house and his pace is off by minutes, minutes, plural, per mile. And it's off so much that we found that we went online and found a conversion chart of what the pace was on his treadmill versus what it would be outside. Um, wow. So you may want to take a look at that because it can be demeaning uh, for, you know, our ego when we think we're in better shape and we're running slower. You know what I, I mean? That. Yes. Uh, that's the way runners think. At least that's the way I think. I think. And so, yeah. but I, I now the where I'm at is um, I heart rate train. And so I know that if I can get a good sweat in and I can get like most of my runs are really, really easy now. As long as I get a certain amount of time, it's usually about five hours a week, but it could be less where I'm just running really easy. I base all my workouts on heart right now. So if I was on a treadmill, you know, you can get treadmill. You can really get some great workouts in. But two miles a day is great. You know, if you're not in a training zone right now for, you know, whatever, you're doing some base training, that's great. I'm so upset. There was a terrible storm in Florida and it shorted out my treadmill and I, it just destroyed my treadmill during a bad uh, rainstorm. And that happened earlier in the year. So I loved my treadmill and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, my, my favorite device um, is an elliptical. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I've heard Peloton's going to come out with an elliptical and I'm going to get that right away. I like, but I like everything, you know. I, I did a little run today, and then I went went and walked up these stairs today. Anything to get the heart rate up. And so for you, Chuck, anything to get your heart rate up. You know, you start out easy and slow, and maybe you start out with 10 or 15 minutes and try and build from there. You And you got to do something you love. Like, what would you do for exercise, Charlie? I really want a basketball hoop on my garage come next summer because I, I can shoot hoops by myself all day long. Yeah, and then you can run around and chase the ball and really get a good workout in doing that. Yeah, it is good for elevating the heart rate if you do it if you do it uh, at at that pace. It's also yeah. really meditative. The I think I feel like it can be. just like zone out. It's like meditation, shooting. Yeah, there's just you in the hoop. Mm -hmm. Now John Belcom used to say to me. Um, I'd be like, John, you need to exercise. This is when he lived in New York. This is probably 20 years ago or more. I do exercise, Jim. What do you mean? <laughs> you you walk around everywhere. That, uh, this is me. That's not exercise, dude. That's walking. It is exercise, right? <laughs> I was like, what's your heart rate? It's like 80. It's like, dude, you're not getting a sweat up. That is not exercise. We need to – I differentiate between exercise and movement. Movement is stuff we need to be doing when we're not exercising. And the, what the, most of the world does is they don't exercise and they don't move. But the people that do exercise, they tend to exercise and they tend to sit the rest of the day. You know, so both are important. If you want to lose, if one wants to lose weight, you want to lose weight. Doing both is really important. So, and it's elevating your heart rate too. And so like if you were shooting hoops and everything, some of that period of time, your heart rate is going to be elevated and some of it is not going to be elevated. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and so, you know, the key is to be sweating a little bit and, you know, just, you know, get the heart rate elevated for a period of time. And, if you're not losing weight, then it might mean you're not elevating your heart rate enough and you need to just do something longer. That's why doing something like a stationary bike or walking briskly on a treadmill to start. If you have a treadmill there, you could do that to get your heart rate up. If you get your heart rate up, even 110, and, you know, I think that would be good for you. You know what I mean? No problem there. I sweat, I sweat like a pig uh, mopping the floor today. That might be exercise too, actually. See, if you had a device, I would tell you to start that device, and I'd love to look at the, you know, at, at, at what the stats look like. You know what I mean? I think my iPhone came with it. Came with your, one. Your iPhone did? I have an iPhone 8, and I'm guessing that it's probably got something on there already. 
I don't know if that one. You'd have to get a separate uh, heart rate chest strap, probably. Oh, uh, all right. That you could hook up to many devices that feed into Apple HealthKit. So Apple HealthKit has uh, the ability to feed in workouts from all over the place. I have a Garmin watch. I can feed that in. You could uh-huh. f- feed it in from RunKeeper or any device that, that like that tracks heart rate where you just go and start a file and you hook up a Bluetooth heart rate strap to it if you had one. Um, uh-huh. Then you could see, all right, When obviously if you were sweating, you were probably having your heart elevated, right? But you could actually see, all right, I got up my heart rate to 130 for 30 minutes and that counts as exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. Now the goal is to continue to be consistent with the exercise so you do sweat and over time you improve your overall aerobic you know, fitness. It's like practicing anything. Totally. It's like practicing anything. 100% agree. I think the, the most important thing for you, Chuck, is probably consistency. When you have exercised in the past, what have you done? What's been your typical exercise? I've been all gung-ho, and then a week later, I burn out. Yeah, and what – sounds familiar. What was the exercise you would do? Let's see. Um, I was on a, a weight regimen for a little while. Lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, I think weightlifting is important, um, but I also think, and and you will, one will elevate the heart rate for certain sets of weightlifting. But usually, mm-hmm. in my experience, even if somebody lifts weights for thirty minutes, their heart rate may, may only be elevated ten or fifteen minutes. And it's uh-huh. spectacular for strength, and we should do both. We should do weightlifting, or we should do things where you know we're using our body resistance. But it's also important to do aerobic stuff too. And I think if you want to lose weight and you want to keep it off longer term, trying to incorporate both into your life is important. Uh huh. You have Agreed. the treadmill there, though, in the house. Yeah. And we you, have you, a stationary bike as well. Oh yeah, you got no excuses, Charlie. Now then it comes. I- I'm sure I can come up with at least one. Uh, <laughs> Speaking my language, I have I have been pushing this in a gentle way for a bit. Well, I mean, as we all know, it has to. As the CEO of my company says, and he knows I do some coaching on the size. He says it has to come with within. It has to come from within. You know, yeah. we have to we have to want it, right? I exercise every day because I want to live as long as I can. And I got enough health health problems. So, and I say to myself, what happens if I don't exercise? What would I be like? If I have some of these problems with exercising, what would I have without it? And so, and I've been in the hospital so many times, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to that life, right? I don't want to go back. It's amazing when you lose weight, how proud you are of yourself. You know, when you look in the mirror, like you said, and you look better, you look younger, you look in the mirror and you're proud of yourself. That is just an amazing feeling. And sometimes it's the opposite, right? And so I'm, I'm not too hard on myself, but I know like if I can get consistency going and I can get what I call streaks going where I'm just doing something every day, uh, I'm moving. You, you could just walk on a treadmill and watch a TV show. Watch that movie Dolomite with Eddie Murphy in it. You'll get a kick out of that, dude. <laughs> and it's got some great, great, great music in it. You'll love the music. Some great 70s horns. You'll love it. Cool. Um, you but know, you could, go ahead. I, I just, uh, can I jump in really quick? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, and I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I'm pretty open about this with people. You know, I have a long history of depression and anxiety. It's like major depressive disorder. And it's something that I've, you know, battled my whole life. And I had a really and, and, rough right. patch um, back in the, in June, in the, it's in the middle of COVID. And um, I, I'm telling you there, for me, when I'm not exercising, I am a hot mess. <laughs> And it's like the thing, you know, that is the one thing, like even my own doctor, I I see a therapist and my own doctor, that's like one of the first things he'll ask me when, if things start to get rough, you know, and even everyone around me, my family, my friends, they all know that typically what it is, is I'm not, when I start to go off the rails, it's usually a period of time where I'm not being active at all or you know just and even i'm not doing a lot right now myself you know i'm maybe like three four days a week of doing like you know a two mile run here an hour on on my bike but even that is is um you know is doing nothing it kills me <laughs> yeah doing doing a little and, bit your base building right now is hopefully enough right we we can do 15 minutes most days and it's enough you know 
as long as you get your heart rate up, you can get endorphins and you can get huge, huge amounts of benefit for your body by shorter time. You know, the triathletes, of which I am one, um, Guinevere is another here. Um, the mindset is more, 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 more all the time. <laughs> it's kind of a type A, A plus personality, but it doesn't, we don't need that much. You know, the human body can get by with much, much less, and it is much, much, much better than nothing. You know, and nothing is when our body, you know, it's a vessel. Our body starts to deteriorate. And sometimes it takes 10 or 15 years of the cumulative effect where we start to see real damage to the body. Tony, you probably see it in some cancers in adults and whether it's the prostate or other areas. And, you know, I see it in diabetes and cholesterol and people like all kinds of different areas. Right. So a little bit is just fine. And yeah, keep going, Sarah. It's really, I mean, it's one of the, the, um, in, you know, in the pillars, that one for me, I would rank probably number one, um, exercise. Yeah. For me, it it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a professional sleeper. I could literally lay down right now and be asleep in two minutes. That's just the way that I am. But when, you know, when I'm not exercising, everything goes off the rails, my eating, you know, I, I start oversleeping because that's one of the things I like to do when I'm depressed is to escape. Like when my depression and anxiety, like I will, I'm an oversleeper. I'm not somebody who has the opposite insomnia. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's such a huge component of, um, you know, my day-to-day life. It's really, you know, like my medicine, quote unquote, part of it, you know, obviously there's a lot more that I do, um, you know, in conjunction with that, but exercise is a core, core component of what keeps me mentally healthy and physically healthy. It all kind of just falls in line. Yeah, and I, and I think what's great about what Sarah just said is that she has identified things that are important for her in her life that she needs to do in order to stay healthy, and that's healthy in the body and healthy in the mind. Uh, you don't, uh, you've been dry now for how long, Sarah? Um, it's just 12 years in April. I had to think about that for a minute. Great. Yeah, 12 years in April. Yeah. Congra- congratulations. That's great yeah, also. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's how long for me? Not, not, not that I had the same issues you did exactly, but I've not had a drink now. I've only had a couple of drinks in over 25 years and I haven't had a drink in at least 20 something years. So, um, so Charlie, you have to identify like, um, things that maybe can help you achieve some of the goals. I think even starting a program where you're walking briskly on the treadmill, where you're, I, I think that a mindset's very important when it comes to exercise. So, I always make sure I'm in exercise clothes. It's just for me. Everyone is different, right? If I put the exercise clothes on, I put a shirt on, I treat it like a job. Like, and, and I love it. I love to exercise. But like, I'm, if I'm you and I'm walking on a treadmill, I'm walking flat. I'm, getting, I'm using my arms. I'm getting my heart rate up. I got my dolomite on in front of me. You know? <laughs> or, or, or maybe I'm watching a new season of Crown, which is pretty interesting about uh, Queen Elizabeth. I don't know if anybody started to watch that one yet. I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but uh, I started watching that. It's really, really, really interesting. I learned a lot about uh, Princess Diana. I didn't know. But you, you can do. That? What's that? that? I think it's Netflix. Is that Netflix? Yeah, that? it's Netflix. Yeah. The Crown. You don't need to watch the first three seasons to get into the fourth season of The Crown. It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's amazing yeah. some of the stuff that happened even with the Queen. Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you watch it, but um, – you know, that's one great thing about having exercise equipment in your house or in your apartment is that you can actually manage your time. And if you're going to watch a show or something, just get up and move. You know what I mean? And get some sweat going. And it goes by fast. And even if you're sweating just a little bit where your heart rate literally is, you're not like I used to think for years, unless I go as hard as I can and my heart rate is really high and I'm really taking deep breaths and I'm huffing and puffing like that. Otherwise, it doesn't count as exercise. I look at other people, and they're going nice and easy on the elliptical or whatever. They're walking. And I'm like, that's not exercise, but they're sweating. And it is exercise. And I have come to the exact opposite. If you get aerobic exercise, which is very easy exercise where you're sweating and your heart rate's elevated at 110 or above, and you can always just put your hands on your neck like this and count to 10 and multiply it by 6, you're going to see pretty quickly you're going to get it up higher. And when you're first starting, if you have an exercise, it's going to be higher right away. You know, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to go super hard to get the benefit. And if you have time in your house where you can say, look, I'm going to start on 15 minutes and all of a sudden you might start to feel better after you do that 15 minutes. For me, it is I am like Sarah. It is an absolute must in my life. Now, I have a streak going 
You want to hear my number for the streak? I do count it now every day on my app. It's a, I'm almost embarrassed by it. It's 488 days or something of doing I something. I want that. <laughs> I've worked very nice. hard for that. And if we nice. look at the last three years of, the, of a thousand days, there's only four, day, four or five days. And all five, four or five of those days, I was sick where I had a fever or something, so I didn't do it. Right? And so for me, I know that just keeping the streak going, and it might be 15 minutes, I walk on a treadmill and I watch something. Because otherwise, what am I doing? I'm going to be sitting there just laying down. Might as well get up and walk around, you know, or ride my bike or do something, right? So sleep, um, I mean, uh, the exercise, I think, is super important. But Charlie, go ahead. You were saying about uh, treadmills. Both the treadmill and the stationary bike have heart rate monitors. Do you know how accurate those are? If they have the silver handle yes. things, those are pretty accurate. Those are very yeah. accurate. So you, I, thank you for saying that. You could check your heart rate on the, on on the treadmill or bike. Is it a recumbent bike where you sit down, or is it a? Uh, it's, it's a. It's an upright. It's an upright. It's even upright. even better. Even better, for all of our ages, an upright's better. Um, you can you know get a little, sweat going on those too. Um, so Charlie, I think you could start between a brisk walk or or, or a bike. You could always go outside and shoot hoops, too. Go to a park and shoot hoops, you know. But, you know, anything to get it going. How many days a week would you think you want to would, uh, would do that? Are you ready to start an exercise regime? I think that I could commit to three days a week. Okay. Um, and for how long? What if we start at 15 minutes? Good. You want to come back next week when we have a call like this and report it? Uh, well, next week, um, maybe. Would you send me the link, please? And I'll make every effort to be here. I think I put, I think I put you on the distribution list, so yeah. And if you can't, okay. you can always just text me. Or you can say, Jim, I don't need that. I'm going to do it myself, and I don't need the accountability. It's up to you totally. I'm only offering it from an accountability standpoint if you want it, you know? Oh, when it comes to, uh, to exercising, I ain't accountable for shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a person... A, per, a person... One day is a great way to start, too. Some people overcommit. Now, I have multiple goals. Maybe, Charlie, your goals are my stretch goal is three days, and my regular goal is one day. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And maybe if I do a little better than that, great. And, and sometimes you actually might find that you feel so good after doing this brisk walk. What do you think you would do for your first, one, first exercise? First exercise? I don't know. Maybe I'd explore the, uh, the new treadmill that we just got. Cool. What, 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 what brand is that treadmill? Protect. Protect. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. And I it's love got it. the incline. It's got so he can he can walk uphill. I mean, he can do four and walk uphill, and I bet he'd break a sweat. Yeah, you don't even have to run, Charlie. It's all about the heart rate. You know, as long as you elevate your heart rate and you get a sweat going, the goal uh -huh. is to, to the goal is to not get hurt, so you can do it again. And the goal is to like you know feel good. And you know, when you first start, though, you might be overly tired. And you might be, you know, if you're overly tired, then maybe you went a little too hard. You do not have to go hard to get benefit. You know uh -huh. what I mean? As long mm -hmm. as you get your heart rate up. And when, and when you're sleeping at night, you don't, have, you don't get the insomnia? You sleep? I sleep pretty hard except when I'm not. So no, no real insomnia is what that means. Yeah, good, good. A lot of people that have the, the depression, they definitely, like, I'm thinking of one of my buddies, he just cannot sleep no matter what. You know, really, he has and a hard time sleeping. that's just awful. Oh, it's it's awful for him. I mean, it's awful to spend Sorry, your day Jim. in bed, I, go. I can't imagine not sleeping through it. See you, Sorry. Tony. It's great catching up, man. Okay. Nice Likewise. to meet you. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Nice to meet you, too. Bye. <laughs> See you, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, Chuck, what were we saying? You're back, Tony. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my point was that depression is awful whether you're sleeping or not, but I can't imagine being awake for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one other thing that um, I have done some research on that reduces that that some people say reduces depression or mood, certainly exercise is a mood enhancer. Right. Mm -hmm. So and Sarah, you find that also right that, that you need it because it enhances your mood, I suspect, too. Right. It's a key. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for, me, you for know, sure. I, I don't I don't have depression, but I know it enhances my mood to the point that I still want it. It's like it is like a drug for me, you know. But one of the things that I've done a lot of studying on lately is that they say that um, the way we eat 
And in particular, our gut bacteria can contribute to kind of less depression and less getting sick. And that is people that eat a lot of plants. This doesn't mean you have to be a vegetarian or a vegan or anything like that. But it does mean trying to incorporate more whole food plants into the body in addition to what we eat. And so they say that those that get 30 or more different plants a week into their body are uh, less depressed and um, get sick a lot less and Mm -hmm. have enhanced mood, right? So what does that mean, 30 different plants? So if you think about it, it means if you had a salad, right? And you had six different types of greens. You had some kale, some spinach, some romaine, some, you know, all these different things. That counts as six plants, okay? So that's why people that eat a lot of salads with a lot of different vegetables in there tend to be healthier or have healthier gut bacteria because they're getting a lot of what I call food diversity or plant diversity. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I just kind of manage my week to try and hit that number. So, you know, I might have oatmeal instead of having what I used to, which is oatmeal cooked in milk with a, with a banana maybe and some brown sugar. Now what I do is I have oatmeal cooked in water and I just throw a lot of different fruit into the bowl. They say that if we have, I got a certification from Cornell in plant-based nutrition. I don't know if I ever told you that, Sarah. I did this like 10 years ago because, you know, I started, uh, started being plant-based and I didn't, everyone told me that's unhealthy for you and, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going <laughs> to get enough protein. And Sarah is also plant-based on the call here, coincidentally. But, um, you know, I, when we have multiple different plants, and you can still have other non-plant-based things with it. If you're going to have like some salmon or some other meats, you just want to make sure that you pay up and you get them without antibiotics and without pesticides. You know what I mean? So that yeah. you're because the antibiotics are the worst. They they pump these animals with antibiotics so they produce more meat or bigger, produce more eggs, whatever it is, and and so. That stuff they've proven can go into our gut bacteria, and, and antibiotics are bad. You know, they're, I mean, we need them. They're an amazing invention to, to not die. <laughs> and I'd probably be dead if I, a few times I had, like, when I got typhoid or when I was really sick in the hospital, if I didn't have the antibiotics, I'd probably be dead. Uh, but so they're an amazing thing, but when we can avoid them, we should avoid them. So, but, you know, when, when I have that oatmeal, the, this course I took from Cornell said if you take five different fruits and mix them all together, you compound the absorption of those nutrients into your body by multiples. I think they was said it was by like five times. If you have anemia, which I tend to get with Crohn's disease, if you have a green with a, a vitamin C, which is essentially any fruit, right? You increase the absorption of iron by five times into your body. So it's really about, you know, diversity. You know that I was raised to be well-rounded and, um, and so it's really about being well-rounded in our for our health and wellness and particularly in what we eat, right? So I'll do what I call oatmeal plus five. If you do a search on the internet and on YouTube, JVB Health and Wellness, that's my initials, JVB Health and Wellness, you'll find a video that I, I don't know if you ever watched it, Sarah. It's a 16-minute video of just how to make oatmeal plus five plus four, I call it. Yeah. Oatmeal, oatmeal plus five fruits plus two to four heaping tablespoons of ground flaxseed. It is really good and really healthy for us. And so I, you know, I try and get that into my body. I still have that bag of ground flax seed that you gave us when we visited a couple of years ago. We use it sometimes, but I wonder if it's any good now. That was like five years ago, dude. I know, dude. We still got the bag. <laughs> That's funny. Just, I know we, I know, what were you going to say, Sarah? I was going to say just a tip about the oatmeal. So I tend to be really lazy about what, like when I'm eating, I just, because usually I'm starving, I just like to have everything like ready to go and just like throw it in a bowl. And there's very little cooking that goes on in my house. So I, <laughs> and I think Jim does this too. I just throw the oatmeal and the fruit and the flaxseed and the water in the blender and like cinnamon. And I just blend it. <laughs> and I just drink it. So however, I drink however, my oatmeal. <laughs> however you get it into your body. What I do is when I make it one day and, I think I made it yesterday. I, I just make extra oatmeal and I lay out three or four Tupperwares 
and when I'm making, when I'm putting, when I'm cutting a banana in the, the current day's bowl, I cut the banana into the other four Tupperwares. I put the flaxseed in the other four Tupperwares and I use pretty much frozen fruit for everything. So I don't, yeah. uh, so I don't, you know, waste anything now because I can warm up the frozen fruit for what I'm going to have today. And I could just put the frozen fruit in the Tupperwares for the other days. I don't defrost them. I just put them in there. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, I get these mixed things from Costco, like raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, strawberry, whatever it is. And I, you know, I love apples. So I do cut one apple, uh, put a little bit of apple in there. I love dates. So I put some dates in there. I love I love grapes. So I try and get the grapes fresh. But I love my oatmeal in the morning. And like when I got done with my run this morning, I, I, I took it out of the fridge and I don't heat it up and I love it. And I really look forward to it. And I know that is a very healthy thing. And I know that I have lost a lot of weight eating that. And I know people I coach often I have an app, which Charlie, you, you, you can use or not use, but like what people do is they report things to me if they want to be accountable. And the question I ask is what percent of your food yesterday was unprocessed. The most important thing is for your food to be unprocessed. That Mm -hmm. way you're not on a fad diet. You're just trying to get whole foods into your body. The oatmeal plus five plus four is healthy. Salads are healthy. I get a bowl of avocados and sweet potatoes and potatoes. Oh, you can't have potatoes. They have starch in them. I eat them every single day. Okay. I lost 50 pounds eating them every single day. Right. Because I, I do too. Have, yeah. <laughs> and I, and, well, you're plant-based, right. And you know, so, yeah. but I throw in their peas and corn and snow peas. I get these mixed bags from Costco where I just put my hand in there. I pour a little bit in and it's you know, all of a sudden I got in that bowl. I got 20 different plants and mm-hmm. I love it. I love what I eat. Now for me, staples are the sweet potatoes, potatoes and avocados. And I put beans in there. Beans are so good for you too, you know, but, it, but Charlie, losing weight is not just about exercising, right? And if you really want to maintain it, you know, uh, it's about sleeping, you know, it's about eating uh, healthy, unprocessed things, you know, as much as you can. It's about moving. It's about keeping your stress down. What are you doing right now for your job? I still teach music. I have a yep. private studio. You do, that so full, cool. you do that full time? It's not full time, no. Okay. You're happy with what you're doing? You like it? I'd like to be working more, but I'm content with what I have. Okay. Great. So, Charlie, what else should we talk about? With, the, with uh, you know, you made a commitment to do at least one day of exercise. Maybe you'll do better. What else? I would like more resources to get more whole foods into my diet. It's something that's been in my mind, but perhaps – Perhaps through a combination of not going out and looking for it and it not being readily available in stores that I frequent, maybe I need to start going to the Whole Foods store a little bit more. It's a, it, the drive is a little bit farther away, but it might be worthwhile. Where do you live? West Dallas. That's just west of Milwaukee. Yeah. Look, I, I think you can go to any – and Sarah, I want you to answer this question too, but you know, I'm curious what you think, but – I think you can go to any supermarket. You just got to stay in the outsides of the supermarket. You got to stay in the Whole Foods, right? Which it really comes down to like buying some of these things and then actually what do you want to make with them? And Sarah, how would you answer the question? I was just going to say the same thing. Like here I go to Acme, which I'd never heard of Acme until I moved to Jersey. And um, as far as produce goes, I'm a big fan of frozen everything. Um, a lot of it also having to do with COVID. I won't buy anything fresh right now just because I don't know who's touched it and who sneezed on it and that. So I am big into the frozen foods or frozen fruit, frozen vegetable section. Um, and I mean, that can be really be found anywhere. And I find that typically um, the I mean, most supermarkets, if they don't have like a, a national organic brand, they'll have their own organic brand if that's what you're looking for. But I think also in like for me, sometimes I, I just can't afford the organic and, you know, but it's really just the, you know, whatever I can afford at the time, the best case scenario, frozen, you know, whatever the brand is, frozen fruit and vegetables. That's, you can really find it anywhere at any store. Yeah. And I would say about organic, non-organic, if you can eat organic, great, but there's many things I eat that are not organic because it's much more important to eat whole foods, unprocessed foods than it is to eat processed, you know, to eat unprocessed non-organic foods and it is, is to eat processed foods, right? Right, I get that. Right, so for me, like my, my diet is very, very similar. I, ha- I think most people eat probably five to seven different meals, whether they're plant-based or not. That's kind of their rotation of food, you know, like 
for me, like I love the oatmeal every morning and I know I get huge benefits. So I have that pretty much every morning and then I'll have some salads or I'll have a bowl of those veggies I talked about. I make some smoothies with my blender, you know, and I when I'm eating really healthy, that's kind of what I rotate through because I can always change the type of veggies in there. I do a tons of frozen veggies. Like I will get potatoes and sweet potatoes from the super squash from the supermarket, you know, but like I, I will do up. that too. Cause yeah, cause mm-hmm, you're, cause yeah. you're boiling them or you're microwaving them. So I think that's fine. What are you eating yeah. typically, Charlie? Uh, let's see. What's a typical meal. My son really likes meat. And so there's meat, uh, often in the house, not just red meat, but chicken and, uh, and pork and, uh, salmon as well. Um, so and what's usually, usually what's usually on the plate then? Like what's a typical dinner or, or meal? Typical dinner is um, like like meat and and either a starch or um, or a grain and uh, a vegetable, usually frozen. Okay. Yeah, so um, you know, I think the experts would say if you're gonna have the meat, then make it the size of a fist. So don't like me. I used to have the huge pieces of meat, right? And now, right. Or, you know, and and now they say, look, make a much smaller instead of having a 12 or 16 ounce piece of meat, make it like four ounces or five ounces, and surround it with a starch, like you said, like a sweet potato or a potato. That's fine, and 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 a veggie is fine. But I would want to have, I would want to see more veggies around the plate. You know what I mean? So you get a mixed bag of frozen veggies like that has green beans and corn and peas and a bunch of other things. And you can have that on the side. And all of a sudden you went from, you know, having a little bit less meat and maybe instead of two plants, which is what I heard, you might have 10 plants. Right. Uh And that's just healthier and getting a lot of fiber in your body is just healthier for us too. Right. Uh, And it can promote some weight loss. And I think it would be good for your gut bacteria also. Do either of you have an opinion on the notion that, uh, that animal protein and um, like starches shouldn't be combined because they don't they don't mesh in your stomach well during digestion. I'm sure we both have an opinion on that. Uh, you want to go first, Sarah? Or you want me to take that one? No, you can take it. Because <laughs> just so just so you know, like my thing with I'm plant based, but mine started with animal rights and like zero to do with my health. So Jim's more. I did, I did it to. because I did it because of my health, and I, and I am proud that um that i don't eat animals anymore that's where i'm at with it so that makes me very proud yeah i don't even want to kill a bee anymore in my house like i'll try and catch it and get it out you know like (laughs) but but i'm not an animal rights person and there's no judgment any of this but i will say that i hear everything and i hear questions like that all the time i also hear people say to me uh pretty frequently wow jim i can't eat i can't eat that way i can't put the beans and the asparagus and corn and peas and avocado and mix it all up together because um, then I got to go to the bathroom and then I get really bloated and then I feel you know, stuffed. Right. And then I have diarrhea or I go to the bathroom a lot and I have all these symptoms. And so my doctor says I shouldn't be doing that. Look, I have Crohn's disease and I didn't eat much fiber for 15 years because every time I would eat it, I would have roughage and I would be in the hospital and I have all these flare ups. And you know how many times I've been hospitalized since I started this in the last 10, 10 years, zero, you know, how That's many, flare, how many flare ups I've had in the last 10 years, zero. I did swallow a capsule once, uh, where they take pictures of your small intestine. And right after I swallowed it, it was like, the doctor said to me, Jim, only one thing, it might get stuck. We've never seen that before in anybody. But it might get stuck. And I go home and I tell Marlene that. And she says, it's going to get stuck. And literally, <laughs> li- literally, because I'm the one that everything happens to. And seven hours, seven hours later, I was like, oh, my side hurts. And then I call my doctor and I said, I think it's stuck. And then I, I got hospitalized for a night from that because I had some disease in one area and it got stuck. And I was the only person they'd ever seen that with, you know. So, um, but, you know. We got to get over the hump when we mix and we change the way we eat. Your gut bacteria and your body, I think of these little soldiers down there. When you when you go when one goes from eating pretty unhealthy and pretty not diverse and pretty much not very many plants and the same things and not a lot of fiber, you got these soldiers in there that are happy and they're dancing because they like what they're getting. It's not the healthiest thing for our body, but they like what they get. And then all of a sudden we come in and barrage them 
with a combination of some meats and some starches, like you said, maybe potato, sweet potato, and then maybe you throw in some veggies in there and some beans and all these other things, and the body fights it, right? And your face can start to break out because your body is going through a transformation where it's not happy where you're taking it. It likes it, and the, and the little soldiers are kind of winning, right? And all of a sudden, you make these changes to eat what I would consider healthier, more unprocessed things, right, that doesn't have any added stuff. And all of a sudden, we break out. I've seen this. We break from people. We break out and we feel bloated. And some people come back to me and say, can't do it. It's making me sick, right? Um, pe- people got to get over the hump with that. And you got to stay steady. It took me about one to two weeks. If you would have told me, Charlie, come on, let's be honest. You knew me. You think I would have been plant-based growing up, going up to Madison and seeing the way I ate? Not growing up in Wisconsin, getting out was the best thing that ever happened to your diet. <laughs> well, I wasn't plant-based for a while until I got to New York. But would you ever have thought of me as a vegan, please? No, not so much. No. I would have said there's no way. What do you mean? I didn't no, even know what liked, a vegan was. We all liked food a little too much. I liked what? We all liked food a little too much. Totally. Man, go to some good places. Go to some Pancho Villas. Pancho Villas. We can go to all <laughs> kinds of good places and eat, eat, eat a lot of crap. But um, some of it tastes, <laughs> tastes good. Go to Taco Bell, get the sour cream. All the ways oh, wow. we used, I mean, the way was, the ways we used to eat. But like, like the, the 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 detrimental effects on my body were the reason I made the change. You know, I heard a podcast about a guy who went plant based. I didn't know what that was. I was training for my first Ironman. I went home to Marlene. I said, I heard this thing about this seventy year old guy. And he said he watched a show on PBS about a guy who had a blocked artery, 90% blocked artery, and he went plant-based, and he reversed it, and it went away. And I, I have some heart issues, and so I said, I'm going to do that. And she's like, shut up. There's no way you're <laughs> going to do that. You're not capable of that. And I finished my training from Ironman for like a month, and then five days after the Ironman, I pigged out, and I said, I'm going to do it. And seven days later, I lost seven pounds, and I never felt better. Okay, and I was I was used to artery with Crohn's, the cleansing of the body, um, but I hadn't eaten much fiber for a long time, and so, but just the way I felt, right? And somebody said to me like seven days in, "You're a vegan." I didn't even know what that was. Really, I, I, I what's that, right? And so, I didn't know that meant you just don't eat any animal products, because I was eating the things that I liked, and. Um, following this podcast about this PBS show. And that was life-changing for me. And it's 10 years now. And I, and I don't, I haven't cheated at all. Zero times, zero, zero cheating. Because for me, I'm kind of a extreme, you know, addictive personality type person. When and Jim so, sets his mind to something. That's right. That's who I am. And, <laughs> and so she, Sarah's laughing because she has the same personality as me by far. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so uh, there's nothing wrong if people do it halfway or whatever. But what you need to figure out and is maybe I need to try something. Maybe if I put on this weight, it's time for me to do something about it. And the question is, what are you going to do about it? Right. And yeah. if you if you start to, you know, some of those meds can contribute to weight gain, too, that you're on. So I don't think that's ever been the case. I, I never put it off on the medication myself. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know for sure. But I don't think that's it. You're on depression meds and some of the other meds too? I'm only on lithium now. That's a stabilizer. Okay. Sarah, have you ever taken lithium? I don't know much about lithium. Mm-mm. No, no so. I think but I think the, the with antidepressants, I don't think it's necessarily the medication itself that causes the the weight gain. I think that it's just part and parcel to the depression of why people gain weight. So I think that's what the misconception I think. Okay. You know, not everybody does, but I have coached some people that have taken some medicine, medicine, medications that do cause some weight gain. So I always tell people like you could be really much better and then mm-hmm. maybe you don't have the results you want. And then that can be kind of tough. Right. And it really is trial and error. And every one of our bodies are different. But if you said to me, Jim, I'm going to, I'm going to make Jim and Sarah, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to do it one day or, or more. I'm going to get my heart rate up. I'm going to try and eat a little better. You know what I mean? And I'm going to, I'm going to read. It's so funny. I'm going to read ingredients. So Often people, I get hired to coach people, right? And often what happens is, how do you eat? Oh, I eat really well. What do you eat? And then they, you're laughing. You're laughing because you get it. Yeah, I eat really well. And then we go through it. And, and it's like, well, how do you define well? Well, you know, I don't know. They, everyone has their own definition of how they eat, me included before. I never read ingredient labels. I never knew that my haagen ice cream had egg and egg yolks in it, which I'm mildly allergic to. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I never knew a lot of different things. And so a lot of people will tell me, oh, I'm eating really well. And then when they report what they eat to me, they're reporting their like 90% unprocessed food. Or some people even report 100% unprocessed food. I'm like, well, start sending me pictures of what you're eating. Right? And so they'll send me pictures. And when I look at it, like I'll see this bowl. It's like a taco bowl. It's really good. And it has some tortilla chips in there. Those obviously a little processed. Maybe you want to take those out. And then I'll look and there'll be some oils in there. What kind of oil is in that? Or what kind of dressing is that? Send me a picture of the ingredient label. It takes a little while. So I know that they've read it first. It's like, uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Jim's got to look at this. And then it's got added sugar and it's got, uh, you know, preservatives and it's got all these other things in there. Or people will add like those seasoning packets. You know what I mean? That has just some horrible stuff in it. Right. And so, like, the, the biggest set of encouragement I can give you is just try and read some ingredients too. Like, so that you know that you're because a lot of people do really well, but then they add the dressings and they uh-huh. add the powders and things. And that, and then they're like, well, I'm eating much better. I'm eating many more plants. I'm, I'm eating much less animal products. You know, I'm doing the combination of I'm trying to shoot for at least 10 to 30 plants a week, but I'm still gaining weight or I gain more weight. Now, sometimes you'll gain weight before you lose it because you're eating more water. And so you gain some water or whatever with plants. But a lot of times it's those uh, dressings and you know, other things that people have added. Where does drinking water fit into all this? If I, if I can throw that out there. Water is spectacular. Um, I try, I've been, as we've been drinking here, I've, I've uh, talking, I've been drinking some water and I'm, ter- I'm currently caffeine free right now, which really sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks um, because I have, I get arrhythmias in my heart sometimes. And so I think I'm on day 54. I, I only know this because I track it on my reporting, and I know when I, I have to report it the next day. It's more likely for me and my personality to get another day if I um, are caffeine-free. So I'll report something that's caffeine-free. Now, I have – this is uh, decaffeinated coffee. That has 0.3% caffeine, 0.3%. So the decaffeinated coffee is 99.7% ca- uh, has caffeine, you know, so – Decaffeinated only has 0.3%. I drink decaf tea, you know, but I drink a lot of water. I drink a water when I exercise. I, I try and drink a water with every meal. And one way to lose weight, what are you drinking typically with your meals right now? Um, beer or juice, high sugar juice. Okay. If you just cut that out, Chuck, for water, you'll go through withdrawal a little bit from that for sure. You're going to be jonesing for that big time. Um, but if you can figure out me, I figured out and Sarah, I like your opinion on water. I like really cold water. Marlene likes really warm water. That's not in the fridge. Who wants that? I want cold water. And so I have a rotation of cold water and, and bottles that I keep that, that have cold water in the fridge. Cause I know if I have that cold water with my meals, I love it. Right. And so I do a lot of water. I think it's very good to do a lot of water. The, the um, sugary beverages you're drinking are, are nutrient um, deplete and they um, have no fiber. And so they're just not – they're empty calories. I always try and be a nutritarian. When I have things, water is great for me. It doesn't have any calories. If I'm going to drink a beverage, I'm going to want it to have some sort of something that's good for me. You know, so I might make a smoothie that I just blend a bunch not, – not I don't juice. I usually blend you know, a bunch of – veggies, you know, in a, in a Vitamix or a Nutribullet or something, and I'll drink that, right? Mm-hmm. What What is the sugary beverage you drink? Is it soda? No, we like, uh, we really like Simply Lemonade or Simply Orange, which has got a very low concentration of actual juice. Yeah, and look, I, I, if... If you if one wants to lose weight, it's hard to drink. It's hard to drink juices. Now there is a Trader Joe's juice that is unpasteurized and orange juice, right? That has no added ingredients. I'll drink that once in a while. But even when I drink that, like I have a char- I have a stack going on my reporting day sec- day sixteen, I think of no orange juice because I could drink that. So I could drink the whole thing of that, sure. right? But I also know I don't feel well, and that's not very good for me. And it's not very nutrient dense. It doesn't have a lot of fiber, and it's not good. And I find myself I can gain ten pounds in three days. If I start eating a lot of that stuff, even if it's strictly on the plant-based way, right? So it's really trying to just get as much fiber as possible. If you cut those things out, which is going to kind of suck, but it's worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't drink sodas and diet sodas worse than regular soda. You don't want to yeah. drink. You don't want to have the fake sugars to anything. You don't want to add it to your coffees. I'm looking over at Sarah to see if she's doing any of that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so it's so yeah it's the i mean not only that but it for me also it's the testing that goes into the uh, the artificial sweeteners and just the i mean it's brutal <laughs> like so you don't you drink know. those so bad for your brain yeah yeah so bad for your brain it, you're it's 100% drinking chemicals. I never drink diet anything ever. Like if I'm going to have a soda, which we had a Thanksgiving feast today, I have a like a regular Coke and that's like my, my drink. You know what I mean? Because I don't drink. <laughs> so that's like my beer. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't have any caffeine. It really sucks. <laughs> but I, I'll bring the caffeine back. But when my heart stops, it starts doing the extra beats. But um, yeah. It, so... Uh, you know, one thing with kids too, is that my kids, we do try and do some plants. I try and get some plants into their body. You know what I mean? Like, so they now are at a point where they make their own guacamole, which is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. And and they love it. Yeah. Right. Because, because we've been out in California and because I think I told you we're in California, right, Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're out here and Marlene works and I work and it's, we work New York hours like the kids get up a little later. So they, they make their own breakfast now and they make their own stuff. And we just try and get some plants into their body. It's impossible to get the 30 plants in, but many kids don't get any plants. Right. So, you know, we try and I, I make a fruit bowl for them and I'll stick it in front of them many days and it'll have like grapes and it'll have, uh, whatever they like. One of them likes apples and pears and grapes and blueberries and dates and raspberries. Like, but when you have like a mixed bowl of fruits like that, that is great. You know, Really, really good for you. Uh-huh. But so, water. Drink more water. I was just gonna say, Jim. Uh, back on the water subject, I have a habit. I created a habit where the first thing I do when I get up in the morning before I do anything else is I go and drink a glass of water. I like my water room temperature because number one, <laughs> it doesn't hurt my teeth, and number two, it's just easier for me to pound it. And <laughs> like I pound it like I'm like I'm pounding a beer. And it, so that's what I do in the morning. And then also whenever I'm going, whenever I eat anything, I usually, it's become a habit just to have like a full glass of water before I eat, just like to make sure that I'm getting water. I also have Brita makes a, um, a plastic bottle that actually has a Brita filter that goes, that screws onto the top. And I take that with me everywhere. And also it saves I mean, for me, it saves the plastic bottles that just are the waste, you know, so it's, I love my Brita water bottle. That thing goes with me everywhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, whatever works, you know, whatever works for you. You can see I like it cold. She likes it room temperature. You know, um, all of this requires some planning. It requires you to have some water around. I don't use any filter. Yeah. Well, Jim and Sarah, I'd like to thank you for this meeting tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm going to go throw some uh, four ounce burgers on the grill right now. All right. <laughs> So, yes. <laughs> so, you know, listen, I do podcast this out. I don't have to podcast it if you don't want. It's up to you. Usually what I do is review them and I go through them. And if I think there's anything that's kind of questionable about any disclosure, I just cut it out. Or if I you tell me, you. okay, you don't you care. What you see fit. Is there anything that you want me to cut out from this conversation? Um, no, not anything that I can think of. I mean, uh, I mean, my whole depression shit is out there for everybody to, the, for everybody who knows me. Yeah. And look, I would say, Charlie, that, um, I, I created Sarah joins these calls because we like talking about this stuff and she likes helping others too. I hold this call. Sometimes we might have a few people on last week. We had seven or eight people on, you know, when I first started this, I had many more people on. It doesn't matter because I podcast this out and people know it. Right. But what I want is for you to get, hopefully you'll get something out of this. Um, mm-hmm. If this isn't for you and you're like, I don't want to join another one of these and don't join. If you feel like, it's going to help you in your plight towards trying to improve your health because it's good to talk. And it's also good to see each other. We haven't done this in a while, man. Uh, I know. So, I'm so happy to see you and just talk to you. And I'd love to get you to talk to John. He was so excited to hear about you. I know J- Justin, same way. If Justin would have been on this call, it's ridiculous. He could have been on this call. It could have been like high school, dude. We would have been <laughs> laughing nonstop. So maybe next time. I'm going to tell him next time. So you'll tell me. If you, I'm going to do it at the same time next week again. Um, I got tons of people that canceled this week because everyone's with their family this weekend. I'm sitting here by myself, which is spectacular. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the family's all in New York. It's all good. Oh, they are. Oh. Oh yeah. I, I did. I don't know if you. I don't know if I told you guys, but this, they went to New York on Friday. They oh. tested negative before they went. I had gone to New York in July um, because we wanted to clean up the apartment and maybe rent it while we're out in California. We're out here until June. 
Um, and so they tested before they went, the 14 and 12 year old girls, and then they got there and Cuomo put this new rule in place. You don't have to quarantine for 14 days. If you test on the fourth day, when you get back to New York and you're negative, you're free. They waited five hours in a line yesterday and they tested, then they tested negative yesterday. So they are free and they are really excited. And, um, you know, they're getting to see all their friends. Those are tough ages. You know, this is a tough thing to be quarantined is just it's just a tough thing we have to all try and do what we can to stay active like i have a routine i get up every morning and i shave every morning no matter what and and then i i'm working new york hours so i'm trying to stay as much in in like a sense of normalcy for what that is for me i'm trying to do that and each one of us needs to find what that is you know it's really important for health and mental health and you have charlie you might get some help from your partner or you might say I need to do this myself leave me alone like I don't know how it's going to work but I think you will have a supportive partner which is important oh for sure yeah yeah hugely important oh it's hugely important if you go there's a survey on my website and is I if people want to hire me as a coach sir I don't know if I had this when we worked together but um I say go fill out the survey and one of the questions is do you have support from your spouse and that's one of the questions that is almost always answered no right wow. uh it's amazing because you know like the spouse they want to go hang out and do what do you mean you're going to work out saturday morning i want to go to the park well it's all about having a conversation well you know i feel like i need to in our ages i feel like i need to do this can you can i maybe i'll go with you in the morning but can i leave at one o'clock and plan it and schedule it so i can still get something in you have a huge advantage with that treadmill in your house because before you go to bed you could do that workout now. You might not be able to sleep. So you might have to switch that to the morning. Uh-huh. Some people, they cannot work out before they go to bed. Me, I'm like, Sarah, I can fall asleep right now in one minute, <laughs> right? Anytime, <laughs> anywhere, you know? That's because yeah. I keep myself moving and I keep myself busy, you know? So I've always been like that. Anything else you want to talk about, Charlie? No, I think that that's a pretty good start. Very proud of you. It's great to, you know, it's great to uh, hear from you and, um, and keep me keep us keep me posted. If you want to join next week, I'll put you on the list. If not, whatever you want, man. No pressure. I'd love to be in regular touch with you. Awesome, Thanks, man. Sarah. Nice to meet Yay. you. Yay! Right. Nice, nice to meet you too. Bye, guys. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Jim. See you. This concludes our podcast this week. Hope you enjoyed our discussion around trying to lose weight and some things to consider when doing so. If you need any help doing that or you want somebody to be accountable, happy for you to join any of our calls and we can talk about it. Uh, You can email me at info at jvbwellness.com. Again, that's info at jvbwellness.com. You can also email me or text me. And if you want to talk about anything, any topic related to health and wellness, happy to do so and happy to help if you need any help. Thank you.